Hi, hey, everyone, and welcome to the June and Joe Show, episode 17. 17 episodes. Can you believe it? Are people still listening to us? And we're getting new listeners every time we post. That's awesome. And we are officially on podcasts now. So kudos to Joe for figuring that out. <laughs> it took a while, but we're there. So if you want to listen to us while you're commuting or on a run while you're working out, you can find us on the Apple podcast. Just search for June and Joe. Fantastic. And just quickly wanted to mention how crazy San Diego home prices are right now. I think my house has doubled in the last six years, and I don't think it necessarily warrants that, but such is life. Well, you live in a celebrity home. You're June Cutter's house, so it's <laughs> appreciated over the last couple of years. But no, the median price in San Diego is uh, over 700000 now, and San Diego market is the second fastest growing in the country, which is just unbelievable. It makes it nice for those of us in, in homes that own homes, but obviously makes it tougher to live here. So Right. That's a whole cost of living discussion for another day, but we just wanted to throw it out there because the UT um, wrote about it this past weekend. And let's talk about something else that was in the UT recently, which is this whole Rancho Penasquitos redistricting issue. Thoughts, Joe? Yeah. Well, this is uh, near and dear to my heart. For those of you that are new, newer listeners, I ran for San Diego City Council District 5, and the 5th District in San Diego has a number of communities, um, all of which are complete and undivided except for Rancho Penasquitos. And Rancho Penasquitos is actually divided. The north part of that is in District 5, and the south part of that is in District 6, uh, which is right now Chris Cates District. And so... 10 years ago when there was redistricting, uh, Rancho Penasquitos really wanted to stay uh, together, as did Scripps Ranch. And Scripps Ranch stayed together in District 5, and Penasquitos got split. And so there's a push again by those in Rancho Penasquitos to try and reunite uh, Rancho Penasquitos within one council district. And honestly, when I was campaigning, I, I thought it made sense to have Rancho Penasquitos in one district and probably in the 5th district. Uh, and one of the biggest reasons that they're talking about in the article is the school districts are different. Um, all of Rancho Penasquitos is in the Poway Unified School District, uh, which is the rest of District 5. And Scripps Ranch is in the San Diego Unified School District, which is no other part of District 5, but the rest of District 6. So things like that, um, you know, definitely seem to make it make more sense. If you go south in the district, you're pretty far south when you're at the south end of Scripps Ranch. So there are a lot of reasons that I think it makes sense, but it's uh, it's pretty controversial. It's so what, so what are your controversial. Thoughts? I think that if you just asked a regular person walking down the street, whether or not the redistricting of city council districts in Rancho Penasquitos was a controversial topic, they would be like, you're such a nerd. And maybe we are, we're political nerds um, and policy nerds, but about the school district thing, Scripps Ranch is San Diego Unified, and it's merged in with all the other Poway Unified um, areas and neighborhoods for District 5. And I mean, I understand the argument, but I don't think it's the best one out there. Sorry, Joe. But um, I think a lot of the arguments or the discussion now turns on whether or not um, district six should be carved out as a API or Asian district. And a lot of talk that the redistricting commission, 
um, carved it out that way because that lower half of Penisquitos is half Asian and um, therefore grouped with Mira Mesa and Sorrento Valley and all of those neighborhoods to create the Asian district, which was then um, represented by Chris Kate, who is Filipino American. So there's been a lot of talk and there has been a lot of controversy at those town council meetings and those redistricting board discussions. And there have quite frankly been some um, Rancho Penasquitos residents who've said some very controversially um, anti-Asian remarks um, guised as anti, I guess, lower socioeconomic status remarks. They're saying that we don't want Penasquitos to be grouped with Mira Mesa because Mira Mesa is um, a poorer neighborhood, less well-planned, the streets are worse, and basically knocking down Mira Mesa, saying that they are too good of a neighborhood to be in District 6. And that's not a very neighborly sentiment at all, I think. Yeah, and you know, you'd have to look at a map uh, to, to really fully appreciate this, but because I walked the entire district, not every house, but all over the entire district, you know, if PQ, uh, if all of Penasquitos comes out of District 5, you have sort of the northernmost part of that PQ really jetting pretty far into, into District 5. You have District 6 jetting into District 5, almost like the tip of a spear, because the northern part of PQ is equal north-south-wise with uh, Carmel Mountain Ranch. So I think there's geographic reasons why, you know, you should probably keep PQ in, in D5. The biggest thing is I just think PQ should stay one in one district if possible. I mean, that's that's one of the challenging things for council representative. Now, Mark Kersey worked really well with Chris Kate on PQ issues. I have no doubt that um, the current council member, Marty Von Wilpert, will deal well with Chris Kate and whoever Chris Kate's successor is. But there's still different priorities. And that makes that means those of you in PQ uh, unfortunately, need two advocates to get certain things done as opposed to just one. Um, and again, there are competing priorities. You're competing now not only with other communities in District 5, but you're, you're competing with other communities in District 6 when you want something for your community in PQ. So even if all of PQ goes into District 6, I think that's better than what it is now. The, the split is really unfortunate, I think, for the people that live there. And it, it also uh, highlights some of the real challenges of redistricting. You need to try and balance populations um, for, for obvious and good reasons. But then when you when you cut up communities in certain ways, those communities can really be disadvantaged. Right. Well, somebody once said that PQ as a whole benefits from having two members on the city council. But um, there are so many pieces of this redistricting issue that right now are pure speculation because we don't have the census numbers. Nobody really knows how we're going to divvy up the population and split up the districts and how many people go into each district. I mean, right now we are just kind of flying blind and blind and making arguments about something that we have actual no f data for, right? Absolutely. And I think we're supposed to get that data next month, at, well, at least at the state level, uh, seeing where the population shift shifted and changed, maybe at, maybe uh, at the county level within the state of California. I'm not sure how granular they'll get at that point. 
but uh, I, I guess we'll see. We have the first tranche of data this this month, and I think next month is supposed right. to be the next tranche. There's also an interesting political issue on this that you educated me about. You want to share that? Sure. So um, the Rancho Penasquitos Town Council, I believe, issued... Um, a public letter or an opinion letter, which was then, um, I think, picked up by the UT because portions of it do appear in the article that was published. But um, in submitting that public letter, um, they referenced the entire town council, which included Jocelyn Lomahan, who's running for District 6. And she is in the southern half of Penasquitos, and she is running for the district in which she lives. And she recused herself from any redistricting discussions because it wouldn't be appropriate as she was running for city council. And then her name got placed on a letter trying to not only pull her portion of Penasquitos into District 5, but completely disparaging the Miramesa community, which she's hoping to represent. She's Filipino American, and she has a heart for service in both the Penasquitos and Mira Mesa communities, especially connected with the Catholic churches in both of those areas. And the letter did not represent how she feels about the community at all, but her name was placed in affiliation with it, which um, wasn't right. It wasn't the right thing to do. And also was quite honestly, I think, um, just a very disheartening portrayal of what Penasquitos thinks of Mira Mesa and um, just kind of sad overall. There's no doubt anyone who is running for office in District 6 does not want and lives in Penasquitos does not want to see Penasquitos in District 5. So it's kind of crazy that uh, her name would get attributed to that letter and, and it wouldn't raise a flag with somebody who either put her name on it or even reported on it. So that's unfortunate. Right. And to be clear now, they're saying that um, her name wasn't like she wasn't listed as a signer of the letter. But if you look at the filing information for that letter or the submission info, her name was submitted without her permission. And that's not cool, Joe. No, it's not. <laughs> well, you know what? If you want to go out and protest the potential redistricting, <laughs> uh, that is your right to do. However, in the city of San Marcos, along with some other cities, switching gears here, you no longer can uh, picket within 300 feet of a person's home. They passed that in San Marcos. So what do you think about that, June? I really like it. I think that it does not impinge on people's right to protest. Um, it's just giving um, a little privacy back to those who have experienced protests in front of their home, especially over the last year, it's gotten really bad. So um, I know that there are many people who oppose it, saying that it impinges on their freedom of speech, but it doesn't. You can say whatever you want, just don't say it on somebody's doorstep. What do you think? Yeah, it's, you know, it's interesting. So yes, it passed four to one. Um, and uh, the article reporting on it had our friend, Mayor Rebecca Jones, who who commented on it in support. Um, you know, I'm a huge First Amendment advocate, huge. Um, although lately, my my patience for misinformation and ugly statements is, is waning. But still, I'm a huge advocate for the First Amendment and its principles. Um, that said, we've always had time and place restrictions allowed in terms of our First Amendment. You know, you can't yell fire in a movie theater. That's always the classic. And I would like to think that people would have reserved their 
picketing and protesting outrage in front of someone's private home with their families in it to the uh, very rare instance of, of outrage. But unfortunately, like you said, it's becoming more and more common. And, and you and I, as as candidates, um, you know, in our roles now politically in different ways, we, we know a lot of elected leaders in town. And unfortunately, so many of them have had people at their homes, which is, you know, one thing, I guess, if it's just the elected official in that house that's getting, you know, pit protested, but um, it's their spouses, it's their young kids, it's their neighbors that are getting disrupted. And I, I do think that this is a reasonable restriction. It, it probably would have been a tough one if I really had to vote on it, um, to, you know, because I'd want to really understand how much of a, of a issue this is. But at the end of the day, I think it's the right direction. Right. And it's not a right or left issue, in my opinion. Um, there have been protests that have gone too far um, on both sides of any issue, really. And it's not about protecting um, any particular brand of elected official or, um, I mean, wasn't it the Orange County um, health advice, like the health official that got um, basically bullied out of her position or something like that because of protests. So it can go either way. And I think when you are a public servant, um, there are kind of risks that go along with that. And sure, you might be targeted, but it doesn't have to be on your doorstep. And I, I like this rule. Yeah. And, you know, I, I guess I'll disagree with you slightly and, and being totally transparent. Um, if, if you look at who really opposed this, it was mostly groups on the left. And it includes, you know, large unions, uh, partly because the reality is, I think if you were to take a, a poll, an accurate poll of the of the folks that are out there protesting in the streets on, on any issue uh, over the last you know 20 years, um, it's it tends to be people are more mobilized to protest for issues on the left, and certainly union workers who are entitled to get pay and take the day off or whatever it may be to go and, and protest. Um, you're, you're going to see that more often. You didn't see groups on the right that were opposing this. It was groups on the left. Um, but to your point, it applies equally. And I, I think it's great that groups on the left protest. Like I said, I'm a huge advocate and defender of the First Amendment. They should be out there protesting. They should just do it in a in a reasonable, respectful way. Well, we are almost out of time. But next time, we're going to talk about Mike Ullman and the potential recall on that San Dieguito School Board. And um, we have a great lineup planned going forward. And we're really excited that you joined us. Yeah, we're hoping to have Mike on the show. He'll be our first guest. So make sure you continue to tune in. Good to see you, June. Bye, everyone.